two, three. Because we're famous for this podcast. No, we weren't famous before. Now we're famous for this podcast. It's what we're famous for. Yes. Ah. Oh, man. I'm excited to... uh... I'm excited to be back on the podcast. Me too. Me too. We are we are a Stubbsy G Squad podcast. Hey guys, happy Halloween! Thank you very much. Oh, yeah. yeah, the Halloween uh, election day special. Yes. All right, Stubbs. You uh, foresee any new big fashion moves coming up? Oh, fashion moves, right? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe we'll go back. I've always thought that the the Inverness cape, the Sherlock Holmes type thing, could could come back in. Gotcha. But I mean, I'm saying for you as a as a bold man of of fashion, you know, for you personally, where do you see it going yeah. from here? Yeah, I, I, that's what I was answering. <laughs> <laughs> a few different versions of those, different colors, and. Yeah. <laughs> oh man i can't wait for that that's gonna look great yeah maybe a sports team one stubs okay yeah you guys will have to tell me what what teams are out there <laughs> i confess for the last 30 years i haven't really been following sports too closely but <laughs> gotcha um what what, do you, what is the what type of cape are you talking about here the, like, was Hol- Sherlock Holmes was wearing a cape? I think it's called an Inverness cape, but it's like a it's like a big raincoat, but then it's got that other little like you know hoodie raincoat. thing. Raincoat, a small raincoat on top. It's a raincoat inside <laughs> of a raincoat. <laughs> it's like oh, is it is it like the li- Little Red Riding Hood? A bit, a bit like that. Yeah, a bit like that. It's like a shawl. Okay. It's almost like a shawl that goes over, but it looks very. It looks very smart. It looks very investigative. Oh, okay. An investigative, a smart-looking investigative Little Red Riding Hood cape with uh, your favorite sports team on it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Who was doing the disappearing act behind those things? Is that is that a, what do you call them, detectives? Or a magician's, maybe? You, you mean, know what I'm talking about? Like where you hold up your arm like so it covers the bottom half of your face? Yeah. Who was doing that? Dracula? Yeah, I think you're thinking of, uh, I was going to say transvestites, but no. Uh, <laughs> Transylvanians? Hey, I'm, I'm stuck there on the Dracula go. thing again. No, yeah. I think it is Dracula. Yeah, it's a it's uh, vampires in general, I think. Vampires. Okay, right, right, right. And then the, the crook, or not the, uh, the big spiky side teeth sticking out above the uh, jacket. That's what it is. That's it, yeah. Which is also some detectives, I think, too. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, it's probably the same genre these days, like vampire detectives. That's easily 60, 70 books out there. Yes. Yeah, a lot of these young young people Netflix series have some supernatural guys in there. Vampires and werewolves are, are out there. They're at college. They're, you know, in secret societies. They're doing all that. 
magicians have really never had their uh, moment to be like the teen heartthrobs. You know what I mean? It's just never. It's probably, I guess, yeah. <laughs> like it's, you know, you got the werewolves and the vampires. Magicians. Yeah, they're not making it into the into yeah. the mix. Werewolf magicians, you know, they just turn turn them all into vampires and then everybody starts liking it. Everybody ignores the first half while they're or no, you'd have to turn them away from magicians, I think. The one dorky werewolf in the whole school is the magician. It's the guy telling you to pick a card when all the other werewolves are, you know, partying and biting your head off and biting your head having off. sex with you, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Right. It gets, <laughs> somehow it gets sexy. I'm not sure. But <laughs> Yeah, playing in the basketball game, like uh I only knew that one scene of the Michael J. Fox wolf situation because it was on the end of a tape of a Jerry Bittner borrowed film at the end of like Back to the Future. You see the basketball game where Michael J. Fox apparently was a wolf. And then that's the only scene I know from that movie. Oh, Teen Teen Wolf? Is that what it's Gotta called? be Teen Wolf. Yeah, gotta be. Teen Wolf. Yeah. What's the difference between that and a, an American werewolf in Paris? I don't I think, think, I think it's the same story, yeah. The location, I think. <laughs> oh, right. It's just the Paris version. Michael J. Fox does a bad Parisian accent, and they play uh, the French equivalent of basketball at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just like getting together on, on a concrete area, and just everybody smokes cigarettes coming out of those plastic holder things. <laughs> yeah, I like that. And that is enough. That's a setting where the the Inverness cape again would would fit right in in that sort of a thing. Oh yeah, you guys cigarette it, holders with that cape. Yep, you guys see nice. how it could really, it could really take off. Right, and then I think I think the sports move that I jumped to, actually, is where they get ruined. You got the guys who drink pints during the soccer game start wearing them, and that's when they're ruined because they're no longer uh, part of this other culture they started in. You know, is that what happened with kilts? Is that like, do the Scots oh. really resent all the foot like football fans wearing kilts? Right, the footy fans. Maybe so. Yeah, I can see that. And rugby shirts, certainly, I think. Rugby uniforms changed away from those because they became too fashionable outside. No idea, making it up. Hmm. Kilts are an interesting <laughs> one. <laughs> that was almost a uh, incorrect uh, summary takeaway. <laughs> mm, yeah, kilts. <laughs> no, God, what? Uh, just um, kilts. I, I was just wondering. <laughs> I just wanted to summarize everything that was said. By yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, kilts, kilts. Yeah, they are out there. Um, <laughs> they're they're mostly not out there, right? Is one thing about kilts, and then right. uh, the other thing is, it's like sort of you get these pockets of people out there trying to bring kilts back, like they're going to music festivals and stuff. You seen? Mm -hmm. You guys seen these guys? What's that, festival? Flogging Mollies and the Boys? No, just like regular music festival guys. Like just, it, it doesn't, I mean, I'm sure if you go to a Dropkick Murphy show, people are wearing kilts too. But Yeah. Um, but I just mean like regular old, you know, getting stoned and going to a music festival. There's guys there selling kilts and then there's people there wearing kilts. Um, I assume <laughs> that they bought from the people selling them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's going, like the cheaper vendor like, outside. Yeah. It's just, oh yeah, it's just more comfortable. I just, you know, it's just a comfortable way to go to a festival. Yeah, I'm just here to like, you know, have fun and be myself. And I just 
myself as a guy who wears a kilt. And I, <laughs> and I didn't know that until I came across this guy selling them. But. <laughs> My whole life changed when I saw this guy. <laughs> I think, though, if you are being as truthful as possible with yourself, I think you are saying that, yes, obviously something that doesn't go in between your legs is going to be the most comfortable. I think getting over wearing a kilt is, is your next problem. But if you're <laughs> as, you know what I mean? If you're as honest with you can, okay, yeah, I have no argument for that being, I guess, the most comfortable address. You don't think there's any problem with like the uh, flowiness of it, like just on like tied into comfort for me is like you know the the feeling of my legs not changing constantly when i'm walking around like a pair mm. of pants a pair of nice comfortable thin sweatpants that i can't feel at all but also it doesn't nothing's like changing as i take steps like it's not something's not moving away and then coming back and hitting my leg or whatever you know? Right. Very fair. But what I think, I think you're going to want your boxer briefs underneath the kilt still, or at least I would. That's what I was picturing. Okay. But it's still going to hit you right above the and knee, right? a cape right? Wrapped, wrapped around my legs. <laughs> <laughs> I like that idea of comfort just being like, you know, the lack of change. That's an interesting take on what comfort means. Because that's comfort in the other way too, in the like life way, you know, you get too comfortable. You don't change anything. Ooh. I see what you're saying. You know, the pants of life. Right, the, the pants thin, of life. Yeah. The pants of life. <laughs> the pants of life musical. But yeah. but people, t- I mean, normally people say that you got too comfortable in your life as like a bad thing. Like you got to now make a change. And that's, so what's the kilt of life, I guess? Oh, right. Uh-huh. Top kilt is traveling and getting on bus tr- trips and everything. Going three hours once you already traveled. I I feel like there's more the kilt the kilt doesn't have any payoff to it though. What's the payoff other than just like here's here's the payoff for the kilt. Every time you, you walk, get to put your pants back on. <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah, I guess you wear the kilt for a little bit and then you're just relieved to be able to put pants back on. Yeah. <laughs> Every time you walk by the guy who sold you the kilt, you get the guy going. This guy right here, he's he knows what it's all about, and that that is like your whole. Now, and I've seen that happen. I've seen a guy wearing a kilt walk by a guy who who sold him the kilt, and like they have to do, he has to do the whole thing with the guy. Like, yeah, this guy finally, (laughs) this guy finally figured it out. You know what I mean? This guy, this guy now understands what it's all about. I think it's part of the kilt agreement. I think you have to stay in touch with the guy who sold it to you. Yeah, you're part of his clan. Yeah, yeah. At the very least, his email list, like, you know, such and such custom made kilts. And he like really is good about remembering every single person. Oh, yes. You bought my uh, 1975 aged hemp kilt. Mm -hmm. I love that one. (laughs) (laughs) Can I I have that one back? (laughs) (laughs) He just just asks everybody who has kept him in business if he can... (laughs) Constantly, if you can have the kilt back. <laughs> but they're such good kilts. That's how you know it's a good product. If you the, the salesperson constantly wants it back and the people who have it say, no way. Yep. Yeah, what else is that? Yeah. Please go back on the business agreement we had. 
No chance. Wow, <laughs> we really have a heck of a product. <laughs> <laughs> I think all the greats should be doing that. I think Apple should be saying, drop your iPhone in the nearest mailbox tomorrow and we'll send you a check for 500 bucks. Fuck no, iPhones are awesome. Right. We'll give you more than you paid for it kind of thing. Like, yep. hey, No we- way. It's awesome. It's the best toy I've ever had. Get out of here. But then maybe you'll develop negative feelings for the company because they'll, you know what I mean? You'll be like, yep, it's a great product. And then They're they keep asking, asking for, for it, back. it back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really like this brand anymore. Plus, I think they outsource all their labor and then all of a sudden you, you're focusing on all the bad stuff. Yeah, now they now they got two strikes against them. There's the there's this the slave labor and and now they keep asking for stuff back. <laughs> the guy knocking at your door a couple times a week asking for the thing back. <laughs> it's what we're famous for. So I was I was thinking uh it's around Halloween time. Uh maybe Halloween's past, maybe it's before. But uh Halloween uh, one of my favorite holidays, and so I was thinking, what if we talked about some like Halloweeny type stuff? And so I was thinking, like Halloween, you got like some evil, maybe some like mysterious deaths. So I thought, okay, talk about mis- some mysterious death situations. Get your guys' opinions on a couple of ones that have come across my desk. Oh, Please. Man. so uh, you know. People have died. Some people have died <laughs> in mysterious circumstances. And so in this one, uh, a woman is found dead at the bottom of a flight of stairs. And her husband is put on trial for having murdered her. You know, initially they thought it was an accident. Then they're going with the guy killed her, pushed her down the stairs. The staircase? A staircase, yeah. Flight of stairs. Yeah. Crumpled no, up. No, but the- is it called the staircase? This no, story? this no, this particular one is not the uh, not the Netflix uh, okay, featured cool. staircase one. Got uh, it. It was almost a nice who's on first right there. <laughs> staircase, yeah, it's a, it was a staircase, yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah, just. Uh, I mean, is it called a staircase? Yeah, I mean, I call it a staircase. Yeah, it's a flight <laughs> of stairs. Something yeah. you can go up and down. Right, Marlon and the H Man, Abbott and Costello, but I yeah, they're pretty much. The same guys, I think. Oh, right. Laurel and Hardy were just like Abbott and Costello with different outfits or or something. (laughs) Yeah, one was like 10 pounds heavier (laughs) than the other. They switched. (laughs) Did they all have like those, those those like Charlie Chaplin mustaches? I think that was the rule of those kind of guys, yeah. Abbott had one, but Costello did not. <laughs> right. Laurel had one. I don't believe Hardy did have one though. <laughs> um oh so Abbott and Costello. Gotcha. Yeah. Hmm. Mustache. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah, mustaches are interesting. Um no, please continue, Stubbs. So you got a guy in a kilt with a mustache. Uh All right. You got you got this, <laughs> you got this woman found dead at the bottom of a flight of stairs, and her husband is accused of having killed her. So they put him on trial. Now at the trial, her husband is standing over her with a knife, bloody. <laughs> <laughs> at the tr- 
at the trial, they bring up the fact that he had another wife who fell off a cliff, uh, also under mysterious circumstances. Okay. Um, but he was found not to have been guilty of that crime, but they still brought it up at the trial. Like, hey, yeah, this this mysterious accident that this lady had falling down the flight of stairs seems awfully similar to this other wife that the guy had that mysteriously fell off a cliff. And with that information, the jury convicts the guy mm. of killing the staircase wife. Ooh. So I, the thing I want to run past you is, uh, are kilts going to make a comeback? No. <laughs> uh, should they be allowed to bring up the cliff thing at the trial? Um, I think so. But I think they have to say it. They, it has to be one of those ones where they take it back, but they still heard it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, well, they already heard it. So what's the point? Strike that strike from the record. It. Yeah, strike that from the record. So what, they can't be reminded of it? They already heard it, though. Right. They just can't be reminded, I guess. It won't go in the, the, pa- the pamphlet they get at the end when they're reading through everything. <laughs> i i think um it's just something that happened i mean you're allowed to talk about like other stuff that that happened that had something to do with this person right like let's say the guy who's uh accused of killing both of these women is uh you know when he was growing up his dad used to throw him down the a flight of stairs and throw him off cliffs left and right like <laughs> That doesn't have necessarily anything to do with this, but you know, it might it might have something to do with it. You're allowed to tell people that, right? You're allowed to be like, right. "Hey, just so you know, uh, just a little background information. This guy's dad used to toss him down the stairs every day before he went to school." <laughs> <laughs> in right? his father's I, I, defense, it was homeschool, and the classroom was down there. But listen, <laughs> yeah, I think I think you're allowed to do that, but I think you're not allowed to like imply that he murdered his first wife if if the police cleared him or if he was found innocent of having done that at the time but it shouldn't shouldn't you be allowed to mention anything that has something to do with it you got to be careful because you then you get all kinds of frame jobs you know people can be you got pobs out here he's he's admitted multiple times on this podcast that he's convincible about anything you put him on a jury oh, right and you know, to say, oh, yeah, and, and this guy one time, he said, he said to me, you know, I'd like to push her off a cliff. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's done. It's over. Right. You could get really wild with it up there. Like, just, oh, my God. Yeah, I never even thought about that. Just tell all kinds of well-written stories in their defense, as, as big of lies as they are. But, I mean, I think you could do some creative stuff up there and get some people in trouble, it sounds like. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like you don't have to you're not allowed to imply anything, but aren't you kind of like, all right, what's your name up on the stand? Okay. Anything happened to your previous wives? You know, (laughs) (laughs) I just mean, it's like basic background information. Like, Oh, this is, this was his second wife that we're referring to. What happened to the first wife fell off a cliff. Like that's just, you know what I mean? It's, it's almost impossible not to mention that, right? Like at some point, this is his second wife comes up. All right. Well, what happened with the first wife fell off a cliff? That's all. I, I don't think right. you can just be like, fell off a cliff. Wink, wink. What do you guys think? He killed her. But like, you know, he she did fall off a cliff. So what if it's like. his dad did shove him down the stairs. So I think you need to mention both <laughs> things. 
<laughs> but what if you, I mean, if you can do that, then why can't you do, oh, and then his wife fell off a cliff. <clears throat> you know, what stops you from doing that? Oh, I, no, I was just coughing. I'm sorry. Right. Sarcasm, Your Honor. I plead the fifth. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's where the other lawyers got to, you know, draw the draw the fine line and start throwing objections out to you. And you, you might have to strike the sarcasm from the record, but keep the rest of what, what was said, you know. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> keep the words themselves. <laughs> Just she, the stenographer has to, like, take away the the thing that says sarcastically in, in parentheses. <laughs> <or whatever>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Rolls eyes yeah. like into the back of the head. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the next one, related question. Uh, so in this one, you're told that a woman has killed, uh, or no, sorry, a woman had four husbands and, uh, she killed two of them. Which two of the four do you think that she killed? Ooh, okay. I like this. Oh, just based on the number they were? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. I mean, I'll just say a, a gut answer. Yeah. First first and last? Okay. Top, do you want to hazard a guess? Yeah, I'm going to guess uh, the middle two. Okay. Uh, Second and third. So you both might be right, except for Pete. He's wrong because the first one, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, the first one was fine. But then all th- three of the, of the other four, the second, third, and fourth all died. Um, the second oh, and the wow. fourth were for sure murdered. And then the third died uh, in a swimming, a- murder. in a swimming accident um, where they. Was, she was murdered by the guy. <laughs> all right yeah um (laughs) yeah (laughs) but yeah it seems like at least the the second and fourth were proved to have been killed and then the third was a maybe first first one fine and that to me that was the surprising one like you figure if someone's out there killing their husbands or wives the first one you would think yeah I think if you prove the first two, I think you have a go into jail free card for the third one that they did. But then how would they even be out of jail? You know what I mean? If you so maybe that doesn't Yeah, so my, my logic doesn't make sense there. I was thinking if you could if they were nailed down for the first two and then they somehow did a third, that one's automatically it it counts. He did it. He did that one too. But okay, he wouldn't right. be out of jail. And so that kind of sucks because then then, you know, you serve you kill your two your first two wives. Then you served your time, and you're now you're back out on the street. And then your third wife dies accidentally. Ah, oh, mm. yeah. So that's You've had not really your salvation not... and everything, and then you just have bad luck, and then you realize salvation isn't 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 all, real. Isn't all it's isn't all it's cracked up to be. <laughs> I mean, you're right. probably you're probably bummed that you're going to go to jail for her accidentally dying, but in, in another way, you're a little bit. Uh, you know, uh, just pleased with it because you had been trying to kill her the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> just were not successful with that. <laughs> right. And then you get this gift right in your lap. But then you get 
right. It seems like salvation that the lap gift comes, but then you're still going to jail for it because, ah, uh, I did the first two. It's only fair. Yeah. It's totally worth it. I think at that point, that, <laughs> that third wife is a doozy. If you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah a Duesenberger. Do, do you believe as we're talking about, uh, these, uh, like the stenographer and different people who are hanging out in the courtroom, do you believe that Mike Rosigliano was a uh, courtroom sketch artist? Really? I that, I don't believe a, that. It's a fact. Yeah, he was a courtroom sketch artist for like two cases. He was like a substitute, they, right? Like a like a stand. Yeah. Yeah, he was like a stand-in, uh, you know, courtroom sketch artist. And of course, like you know, he's like, like a cartoonist just drawing caricatures of <laughs> right these people. And then everybody was very upset by whatever everything he did. And he, he was asked to never do it again. But I drew the guy with a big nose because I thought it was funny. <laughs> he said it was like uh like the Buffalo like Ripper or something like that. It was like a murder trial. And he's doing yeah, like, yeah. He said he's sitting there like sketching the guy, and the guy's just like staring daggers at him. And he's like <laughs> this, you know, serial killer in Buffalo, New York. The guy <laughs> actually what... tried to kill me afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> he did not. He did not. Like the way I was drawing him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I guess when you're doing the courtroom s- sketch, like, do you have to do it with everybody looking like that? Like, because that's how they show it in some of the old like courtroom video. Like, you have to do the sketch while everyone's just staring at you. And like, I think they ask it- him to stay still in one position for like a couple hours. Like, and that's <laughs> that's why trials take that's why trials take so long. <laughs> the trial's going by they're saying all sorts of stuff about the guy but he's posing for the uh, sketch artist and can't can't object or say anything about it right (laughs) Uh, the the last one is um, they call her the Black Widow I think in some documentary but she was Betty Johnson so this was this last one is uh, I'm gonna give a name put a name to the face Uh, okay uh, Betty Johnson and her first husband died of being shot. And then she remarried. Okay. And that second husband died this time of being shot. The mm. third husband was killed by a gun. And then the fourth husband was murdered at gunpoint. Uh, killed by a gun. Well. You mean was shot also? Or like you mean like hit with a gun? Oh, shot. Okay. I got it. So I guess same I as the just, first two. They were all they were all shot. The first okay, four. Got it. Got it. Um and then wow. and then she had a fifth husband after that. So uh, I don't this this one doesn't have a question associated with it. What's than, two plus two? It's like one of those math problems that <laughs> right. had nothing to do with the end. What's five plus eight? What was the <laughs> last name of her fifth husband? Johnson. <laughs> It was an ice. Tom and Jimmy walk to the store. What's six plus two? <laughs> no, I guess the mind blowing thing there is just obviously the fact that people kept marrying this woman. Right. Especially was like Was she really hot stubs? Uh I think just Was she really normal. hot stuff? <laughs> I think she was normal. Maybe she was rich. Uh but I'm not okay. even sure about that. But Maybe. it costs a lot of money to kill somebody, so she must have been yeah, so they think right. she was she was paying. She wasn't like killing him herself. I think she was she was hiring. Right. They they finally caught her killing the having 
a hitman kill the fourth husband. She would hire Ooh. them to kill themselves. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good theory, too. I was thinking you hire the next husband to kill the... <laughs> first husband and, that's, <laughs> and then say like i promise this won't happen to you <laughs> right <laughs> kill each other in the line like that um and then yeah like what's the point of it all like where where, where do you want what, do you, what does it all get you and then she died and she died at the end and she never even had to go to jail or anything she killed she, she killed hired her. one of the guys to kill her <laughs> <laughs> Was it a, uh, I mean, these women are stuck taking the last names of the men. It could have just been like she just wanted to keep switching that last name up. Right? <laughs> right? Shortest distance between two places is a straight line. Yeah, just she meets, meets a guy, likes the, likes the uh, sound of his last name, pays him to kill the last guy. Boom. <laughs> And it's all back to the patriarchy when it comes down to it. So you can't really even fault this lady. <laughs> right. Oh, if, my if, God. If society were more egalitarian, this would have never worked. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Betty Johnson. You know, that. so I'm assuming Johnson was the, was the fifth one? I think Johnson was her original uh, given name. And then oh. uh, the fifth one was Newmar. Uh, and then there were Newmar. a bunch of other. Yeah, Betty Newmar. There were a bunch of other ones in there. Uh, the fifth guy died of natural causes, so she, you know, she is she dodged the bullet there on ha- on having to kill that guy. She hired him to go out and get sick. What'd you say? <laughs> it's what we're famous for. Okay. <sighs> Back on the podcast with uh, the cast himself, the cast of uh, Dawson's Creek, Stubbs. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you guys... Have you guys ever been uh, scared by someone who was trying to scare you? <laughs> yeah, I sure have. I'm not a big fan of it either. I'll tell you what. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll say yes as well. Can All right. Is anything coming to mind? Um, I think just a couple like corner wraparounds. Okay. Um, yeah, a couple corner wraparounds and it's probably going back a couple years at this point. Um, yeah, scaring. I think people have known that. I feel like I've made that a, a decently well-known part of my personality that I don't like to be scared. Yeah. Go, dating back to like not watching horror movies. So I think people have been taking it easy on me, but yeah, some around the corner, like, bah, like, and oh, and bamming the art of bamming. Yes, just running up and yelling bam in somebody's face and trying to get them to flinch. Yeah, not proud, but it's been a while. Is is my answer? Okay. And Stubbs? Yeah, I think I've 
succumbed to the uh, ha- like haunted uh, hayride type of a scare, you know, being in the mindset to to maybe be scared, but like those dark, like you're walking a long time in the dark and then somebody comes up with a chainsaw or a, you know, ghoulish mask. Uh, I've got, I've gotten gut. Yeah. I remember when we were kids, I uh, menaced you a couple times with a knife. Was any of that scary? <laughs> it's scary now. I'm scared now that you say it. Uh, wasn't there something where it, 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 we were? Oh, yeah, uh, and it was. It was just kind of like, okay, now stop kidding around. And then you just like kept coming. And then it was like, oh shit! Like, what is this? What What is he doing? No, you <laughs> just say you're kidding. Say you're kidding. And yeah, that's that's kind of how I remember it. It it, it was. Because you were like trying to tell the truth about a, a the, the car situation, right? Oh, like we, that's right. Where we we like backed into someone or some or like right up in Lake Placid, yeah, Bronze Benson. Yeah, like, uh, <laughs> and then I was like, no, because we saw the guy back there, so we should have stopped. And you and him were both like, uh huh, yeah. And then like someone's like picking up a statue and like about to like smash me over the head with it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you were like just trying to be the honest kid, and we were just prepared to, you know, lie up and down that that it was the other person's fault, the car accident. Right, and I did really think I, you guys were really scaring me. I, I did really think that you were gonna kill me to to keep my mouth shut about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so you threatened him, tough, like as a joke, or you were kind of serious? <laughs> <laughs> it's tough to say when you're a kid if you're like serious yeah. or kidding. I mean, like I might have thought I was serious. Who knows? That's right. what's so scary I, about kids. Yeah, God. kids might do those. Those are those kids' murders. Like he's just trying. He starts off just kind of like joking around, being tough, and then he starts convincing himself, like maybe I am tough, and he's got some time to think about it. There, maybe, you know, right? Boom! Just accidentally does it. Throw him away for the rest of his life. Yeah. All right. So, but yeah, Pete, that's true about you. You're not a. Uh, you don't like to be scared too much. Haunted houses always. They're out. You. Good. You would would not care for that at all. You'd be scared shitless the whole time. Well, I think it would be more about the stress of like, I know that I'm gonna get startled, but now it's just a matter. It's it's less about being scared. Now it's just like a form of anxiety. We're like, oh, let's just get through the things that I know are coming, but don't know when. It's just non narrowed down anxiety or something. It's just not worth it. Sure, guess it. let's do it. I'll go to it. Fine, but I. uh I don't think, I don't think I'm cut out for it as from an enjoyment standpoint. I see. Yeah, because you're either supposed to get scared, and then it's fun to get scared, or if you don't get scared, then it was a waste of time and money. So why'd you do it? Right. And I think it's a classic mind erase. Uh, you know, a, a product that needs some mind erasing because you know, you know, oh, let's go again this year. It's it's we're, we're, what we're, some guy's going to jump out and we're going to get scared. They need to give you a quick zap before just you think you're it's a regular ride like oh beautiful fall time ride here you know let's look at the pumpkins and carve them and wear boots and jeans or um, yeah or kill a couple or people man. every year and then it's the fear can be a little that's more what justified. i was thinking it, that, you could, <laughs> right you could at least like release a report every uh every year that you know four more people killed at a haunted house you know and that way it doesn't actually have to even happen it just then yeah. it's like oh man is this going to be one of the ones where they actually kill you or you know? or if you were like dying from if you're about to die anyway from something else 
and you were really into Halloween, this could be a way for you to go out in a blaze of glory kind of thing. Like, you know, you can pretend or be the person who got killed for the story. You were going to die anyway, and you love Halloween. Oh, so you put out, if you run in a haunted house, you put out a little Craigslist ad for anybody yes. who's about to die anyway. Big Halloween <laughs> fans, anyone about to pass away, please call, you know, this number. I like that. And so, yeah, yeah, it's it's a, uh, you get them in there and it's probably tough to scare somebody to death because they're probably going to die of like, you know, one of the bad ones, right? So you probably still do have to stab them or something, right? <laughs> I think so, unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. But they love Halloween. So I think they can, This these are people who have stared death in the face already. They're not afraid of yeah. Halloween murder. No, no. Uh, I, I think that's a solid idea. And I, I do think that that solves the problem of what are we really scared of here? All I'm doing is walking around knowing that someone's about to jump out and startle me, but I know they're not going to do anything to me. It's just annoying to not know when the guy's going to jump out. <laughs> now it's like, oh, also, I, I really might get stabbed here, it seems like. Right. Because yeah, what if they I think might... I'm the guy who signed up to get killed? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's like the problem with the idea that nobody foresaw. All the lawyers were like, yep, perfect, perfect idea. And then just on the first opening night, 90 of the wrong people get killed. <laughs> and, but in a weird way, that gives the sick kid uh, a new inspiration to live. And they last a couple extra days to try and make it for the other. <laughs> they oh, go man. and be that, per that family's son for a few days. <laughs> no. It was a kid the whole time, the guy? <laughs> well, I guess... Yeah, everybody's starting to be a kid dressed, you know, a 23-year-old or whatever, I, however old people are these days. I was picturing an old guy who had already lived a full life, just for the record. Oh, I was saying just somebody who's sick and loves... I don't remember many old people who like Halloween. <laughs> well, that's, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. I so, think it used to be a, a, a better holiday back back when. Back in our back in our parents' generation, back when everybody was old, yeah, <laughs> the headless horsemen and, and whatnot, they had it. Right. They had it going on back then. Halloween was right. Yep, Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Yeah, which turns out to be in New York. I noticed the other day. Um, I was looking up something on the internet, internet and a uh, place outside New York in Sleepy Hollow. I was like, oh, Sleepy Hollow, New York. There it is. I thought oh, it was okay. uh, just a cartoon. Gotcha. A uh, former colleague of Stubbs has lived on Ichabod Lane. Ah, uh, yes, in in the Ichabod Sleepy Hollow, um, the Sleepy Hollow trailer community. Yeah, sixty nine Diane Lane is both my life goal and my address. <laughs> Some tweet oh, from uh, years ago from I don't remember who or whom. This is a perfect podcast. Uh, question but uh who's diane lane diane lane is the actor from <laughs> the actor from uh one of the best cheating movies out there and i'm trying to i'm blanking on the name but she cheats on richard gear with a uh sexy french guy who's an artist downtown you know that kind of thing and, oh the um, affair or no no the uh, affair is the uh mcnulty cheats on robert california's wife Oh, Nick Nolte, really? Uh, Mick Nolte, excuse me, Mick Nolte from The Wire. <laughs> Tom, Dominic Nolte. West? 
Yeah. First, first, first actor I've ever known. Now listen. Now listen to me. Nick Nolte. <laughs> I, uh, I know about goddamn nothing. Um, I don't know that Nick Nolte talks like that, but he was at least <laughs> trying to do that voice for yeah, it uh, doesn't Blue announce coach. his own name. Yeah, I think I'm goddamn Nick Nolte and Blue Chips, and I I was a goddamn I was a goddamn part of the problem. No, really lost it there. Excuse me, fellas. Is that? It sounds more like Gary Busey. I do always confuse those two guys. I read for the part of uh, Nick Nolte's character in. Blue chips. Now, what my, my take on the character was, was, uh, yeah. Similar voices, you're absolutely right. But I think Nick, Nick's more, uh, maybe, no, I don't know. You don't have to speak on it if you don't know the answer. So I, I don't know the answer to Nick Nolte at the moment. Okay. All right, cool. Um, but where do, the affair, where, the affair. <laughs> What's the uh, summary from what we just talked about? Diane Land Lane, back. 69's Nick Nolte. Right. That's what I got out of it. <laughs> just write that script. <laughs> Scripts. <laughs> they just say the celebrity's name in them and what they do to the other celebrity would be a really good genre of script writing, I feel like. <laughs> uh do you guys total shift total gear shift here uh please but i know that you guys talk about the future a lot on your podcast so and with movies you know they're they're getting pretty close to just being able to just make movies completely without any real actors and you won't even you won't be able to tell the difference i think we're just a few years yeah. away from that so, like, what I want to know is, are people going to still need to see, like, the Tom Cruises and the Nick Nolte's <laughs> in these films? And are they going to still get paid to, like, use, like, a fake Tom Cruise, even if you don't need to actually have him there? Oh. He's not even doing the voiceover. He's nothing. He's just, he would just be like, you make the character on the computer, but he looks just like Tom Cruise because people like to see him in movies. Are we going to do that? It's or like. Do they need to have the human backup of the cartoon guy? It's kind of like how you need to have like money in the bank for gold or whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, the, Just the like how you, need, how you need to have money in the bank for gold. That's that's what I was going for. <laughs> right. Yeah, I like that. And I think it's real. And I think that'll be the start. Eventually, once they have everybody's every word they've ever said recorded into the Internet, I think you eventually can move away from the famous Tom Cruise guys. And just famous made-up guys will be the new movie stars, you know. But in between, though, do you have to pay Tom Cruise to put the fake version of him in a movie? Because for the first it, two years of the process, yep, you do. But like, what if it's what if it's you're just like, all right, well then we'll just change the nose a little bit, so it's not <laughs> your nose. It's this is you know not Tom Cruise anymore. This is yeah. like just a slightly flatter nose to Tom Cruise. Cartoon usage parody laws is, is you know yep you're absolutely right that's interesting though I uh, I do think it's probably gonna go like that yeah I think you're gonna you you already do have some of that going on right for certain scenes in movies and they they're 
CGIing entire actors into the scene, right? They're just fully <laughs> CGIing actors in there. So they just have indistinguishable cartoons over top of the real people for certain scenes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you had uh, Keanu, I think, was an early CGI guy in maybe one of the mat- matrices. Okay. Mm-hmm. A couple scenes of that. And uh, maybe everything he's ever done was CGI. <laughs> Yeah, he was that baseball coach. He never was in the same place as uh, as G Baby. I don't think. I think they just green screened him in every scene. That could be. Come on, G Baby, you got to believe in yourself. <laughs> people love the story. People love the story, but they love the uh, they love the celebrities. They love like the the same guy. You know, it's the same guy. That's that's a part of it. <laughs> Listen, I need to gamble the rest of my money, and G Baby is a very important part of this team. Nah, I had it for a moment. I think you're right, Stubbs. <laughs> I think I think it'll be like the main blockbusters will be hitting you with these made-up actors, and then you'll have Keanu in this independent film that's like looked upon as like a speakeasy. Like you can sneak in and see real movies still at certain places. Okay, so you're you've got it as they're gonna create from scratch a new like star actor, and he's gonna be in a bunch of different movies, but that guy's just a he's just in computer, you know. Made up total right. guy, but that same guy shows up in all the in all the best movies. Right. Yep. Exactly. And then there's a director who's a made up cartoon too. You know the Tarantino of the time. Just yeah. You know he's made up, and then the audience is Fazio. also made up. Yeah. Yes. We're not going nice to want to waste people on something <laughs> so useless as watching all these made up characters. Right. You can make a you can make a shitload of audience members pretty easily. I yeah, think. I was thinking, yeah. would it be interesting too? Then, if if uh, if they're just going to be made up actors, fake CGI actors, and you don't want to pay Tom Cruise to use his likeness, can you get a real person to pay you to make the CGI actor off of them? And then when they walk around on the street, they'll be like, "Hey, it's you know." Tom Cruise or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, right. Because that's what the nice part about it. You get to pick your favorite celebrity's name (laughs) as your own. Yeah, that's a good selling point. I'd be, you know, let's give it a shot. I wouldn't mind. I'd pay like 10, 15 bucks if they were going to make like, uh, you know, Independence (laughs) Day 3 or whatever. It it just make, make me Will Smith. Right, definitely. Um, Get called Will Smith on the street and be in a great movie. Exactly. Best of both worlds. Two birds, yeah. one stone. Yeah, I love the fake audience idea. Then you just get money from all those people. Make fake people. Fakeaudience.com. Yep. Fakeaudience.com. <laughs> you bring right. the movie, we bring the audience. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> So the so they pay us to use to use our audience service, but then the use audience, our likeness as the audience. the audience in turn <laughs> pays for the movie. So <laughs> pays us to watch the movie. We provide some sort of theater sort of experience where you bring the audience all to one place and then show them the movie. I think it's. I think it could work. I had 
haven't figured it out completely yet, but I think it's going to work. Oh, boy. I think if they get in, uh, uh, if you if they get in like <laughs> contractual disputes in the in between phase, like before they make Russell Crowe, you know, before <laughs> before Russell Crowe, like uh, you know, is completely out of the picture. Like while well, they're still having to pay Russell Cr- Crowe in this in Les Mis Four, <laughs> yeah. So right. we're in Les Mis Four. They're they're like, damn it, we got to pay Russell Crowe, even though he hasn't had anything to do with it for a long time. But the guy still looks <laughs> like him, or whatever. <laughs> So in the contractual <laughs> dispute uh, or whatever with him, they just decide to start making the Russell Crowe character like really effeminate uh, or like something that something that would offend Russell Crowe. I mean, that shouldn't offend anyone, but you, you know how Russell Crowe right. is. So uh, <laughs> do I ever. <laughs> so like, you know, they can make these guys do whatever they want. Like they can make, you know, they can turn these fake CGI Russell Crowe's into however would would most upset the real russell crow right as like a negotiation tactic you're saying like yes like extort him that way hey if you don't give us the deal the, you know the, the terms we want get yep. ready to hey russell want to show you a quick preview of what you're looking at for uh Ooh. you know uh the gladiator six and <laughs> then uh it's you know it's just like a really a guy Andy prance. dick doing drugs yes it's andy dick doing you know blowing lines of coke off russell crowe's happy trail and then (laughs) uh, you know and they're they're like hey it's it's up to you if you want to agree to do this or or not to do this coke off of (laughs) right we are we already bought the coke so (laughs) yeah do it or don't uh yeah then everybody pays each other and <laughs> right, you pay Russell Crowe to do uh, Lamez Four, and um, he, he sings you. it just as poorly. So how does the <laughs> how does the business work you, again? Yeah. Where? <laughs> <I can't... laughs> yeah, Russell Crowe. This is the business model. Russell Crowe is both the star of the movie and the audience. <laughs> <laughs> He's Javert and uh, Jean Valjean. Right. Jean Valjean yep. being the audience, the French French for the audience. <laughs> One day more, another day, another destiny. What's that now? That was uh, Russell Crowe doing uh, Colm Wilkinson, who was one of the, uh, I think, the original Broadway Johnny V, Johnny V the Valman. Ah, uh, yes. Well. Well, thanks for joining us on the podcast, Stubbs. Pleasure was all mine. Thanks for having me. Look forward to uh, not being invited back <laughs> ever again after this. Nice. Happy Halloween. Or oh, yeah, ha- happy Halloween. Congrats on uh, in the in the words of uh, of Edub. You know, hope your political candidates uh, did what you wanted them to. Yes. Very nice. It's what we're famous 